What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode Podcast. My name is Erin Bees. I'm a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing, healed my way out of it, and now I'm using all of my social media platforms to raise awareness and to educate people on the dangers of multi-level marketing companies and the tactics their reps use to try and recruit you. I'm super excited about today because I am going to be talking with the lovely Brittany and we are going to be talking about pure romance. And I know some of you saw the title and I know some of you are probably very excited because this actually is a, is a company that I get asked about pretty often. And so I'm excited. Uh, Brittany was a part of pure romance for 12 years. And so she has a lot to say. Um, and without further ado, Brittany, you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and say hello and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so like you said, I was with Pure Romance for 12 years. Um, I joined in 2010. It's very beginning of 2010. Um, and I just left at the beginning of 2022 in January, the end of January. Um, my departure was planned. Um, I kind of had to wait some things out to make that departure happen. Um, just because I had been in so long, there were lots of loose ends that kind of had to be tied up before I could just dip out. Um, yeah. And still it was a process, but um, yeah, it was 12 years with the same company the entire time. I was 19 when I joined. Oh, wow. So pretty much my entire adulthood um, has centered around being part of that company. So for me now, it has been a process of learning how to not involve everything I do around my business or making business goals or trying to focus all of my time on something productive, trying to learn how to just be okay with just being. Yeah. Um, that's really hard for me. Obviously I have ADHD as well, um, that I didn't know about until last year, but it has very much opened my eyes to a lot of the reasons why I have done a lot of the things that I've done or made the choices I've made. Um, and I think that it has a major effect on the reason that I stayed with the company that I stayed with for so long. Um, because people with ADHD, we, are constantly searching for that high, that serotonin, mm. um, that next goal, that next big thing. And the MLM community and the MLM companies really feed that. They really give you that. It, there's constantly something to um, work towards. There's constantly a goal to create um, or a goal to hit, whether it's from the company, whether it's from your own personal team, or whether it's just goals you're setting for yourself for numbers or income or recruits. Um, it's all of those little things together really drive that need for that serotonin boost that mm. people with ADHD thrive on. Um, and so it made me feel like I was this super organized type A personality, um, <laughs> which yeah. I am to an extent. I'm very much a lists person. The problem is, is I can make a list all day long accomplishing the list is a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, um, do you think that there are a lot of people 
just based off your experience uh, that are in that company, because that's the company that you're a part of, that have undiagnosed ADHD? Oh, I think there's a lot of people within a lot of companies that yeah. have undiagnosed ADHD. Um, I think there's a lot of people in a lot of companies that have undiagnosed neurodiversity across the entire spectrum, mm. um, which I think is something that has to do with, you know, our generation as a whole, the, you know, millennials and then next generation older from there. And, you know, especially that era between like your, your gen Z's and your boomers kind of, we're all kind of the same, which in between. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think there's a lot of unknown for a lot of us. We spent most of our lives just kind of trying to survive to the next day and yeah. do what we had to do to get to the next thing and the next thing. And now we're like, oh, like that makes so much sense. So it's yeah. kind of, but yeah, I think, I think the MLM culture, we've always said that the MLM culture, you know, thrives on moms and, yeah. you know, it preys on the weak and it preys on the vulnerable and all the things. But I think it also preys on people with mental health or neurodiversity issues that maybe don't recognize that in themselves yeah. and don't see that that's a unhealthy coping skill. Yeah. That, that makes using a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So let's go back to when you were 19, because this is something that I like to talk about um, yeah. on this podcast specifically because these companies, just like you said, they prey on vulnerabilities. So for example, you know, people with any kind of disability that can't, can't have a nine to five type job. um, This is something that's pitched to them, which to me is absolutely crazy because of, and we can talk about this later, the push for stock, the push to do parties, those types of things. Somebody with, you know, some sort of a a disability where they don't have, you know, the strength to carry in the stock and, and things of that nature, uh, they're not going to be able to, to do this, you know, and it, right. I, anyways, I'm getting, I'm going off track here, but um, can you look at when you first joined? Um, I mean, you were 19, you were very young. Are there some vulner- vulnerability um, factors that you can see from that time frame that brought you to pure romance. Do, does that make sense? Oh, I know I'm asking that in a weird a thousand, way. A thousand percent. Um, I was a teen mom. So I got pregnant at 16 and had my daughter at 17. Okay. Um, I was a single mom. Her dad um, was in and out for the first couple of years when it was convenient for him very sporadically. Um, has been completely out of the picture since she was five. She's 14 now. Um, My now husband and I met when she was a year old. So we had just moved in together um, and both and had both just moved away from our hometown. Um, We were only about an hour and a half away from our hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, it was both of our first time living away from like our parents, our safety net, all of that. we were, he was working, 
I want to say his shift was like 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. at one of the local factories. And I was going to school full time. Um, so this was like my job, you could say. Yeah. It was my way of feeling like I was contributing something because I felt bad that he was doing all of the work mm-hmm. while I was going to school. Um, you know, and my daughter wasn't his daughter and just kind of the complexity of that relationship and how it looked. Um, so yeah, I mean, the vulnerability was like neon flashing lights. You couldn't have probably picked a more vulnerable person. Um, and of course then you have the fact that, like I said, I, when we were talking earlier, like I'm not really afraid to say what I'm thinking or to talk to people. I'm socially awkward as heck. Um, if you see me out in public, I'm probably like sitting in a corner by myself, just chilling. Um, but if I have a job to do or I'm doing something, I have no problem getting up in front of the room and, and doing my job. So two ends of the extreme, I guess. Um, so talking about something like sex and vibrators did not scare me. It did not make me uncomfortable or nervous like it would a lot of people that are like, you want me to sell what? Yeah. Like, wait, yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm like, okay, let's do this. Like, yeah. That sounds fun. So it, it was, yeah, it was like the perfect math equation of just personality and all of the vulnerabilities that there could have been yeah. just kind of right in one sandwich. And it's like, here you go. Yeah. And dangling the hope, you know, the dream in front mm-hmm. of you, like, Hey, you could, you could stay home with your yep. kiddo and you can do this. And then you can yep. also be home with your husband and, yep. um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I, I can relate and of course, to you know, all of that. Single moms get decent tax returns. So you can yeah. buy that kit with your tax return. The tax write-offs when they actually mm-hmm. don't help you at all with taxes. And oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing I'm good with numbers. I figured out how to make it work to my benefit with taxes good. to an extent. But most um, people don't. Most people don't. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't. Most people don't. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, the vulnerability was definitely there and I wish I could say it was only once. Um, I actually, about two years in, I had, um, a major medical event happen and I actually, Mm. while I was in the hospital, I wasn't able to place my order. So I went inactive, um, because I was in the hospital getting a blood transfusion um, from emergency surgery and kind of a big deal kind of a big deal. Of course, all I was upset about was that I didn't get to put my order in. Yeah. And I went inactive. So um, I waited a couple of months. And I waited for the next big kit sale. And I bought the biggest kit that they had at the time, which was almost $1,500. Oh, my God. Not $1,500 in product. $1,500 cost. That was the cost, not the retail that value. Was, that was the cost. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So two years in, I bought a second kit for $1,500. Oh, I bet your sponsor was so excited. Oh, I'm sure she was. <laughs> no shade to her. We just know how Emma, no. you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, so, many, um, how many parties did you typically do a week? Do you want to talk about the kind of hidden prep stuff? 
um, with getting ready for parties and then like after party processing and all of that stuff, because that is something that they don't talk about. And it takes, in my opinion, just as much time as it does to do the actual party. It, yeah, it takes more time in my opinion. I spent more time prepping and driving than I ever spent like at a party. Um, so when I was doing pure romance as my full-time job and was doing nothing else. So like when I was no longer in college, um, when I was no longer working my full-time job at our local, um, juvenile home and I was doing this full-time, I did it for four years, strictly full-time while my son was little. Um, I was doing two to three parties a week, every week. Um, if I didn't have two to three parties every week, I was, I was like frustrated and, and panicking a little bit. Yeah. Um, cause that was my income and I probably spent, I would say five to eight hours a day in oh, my easily. office easily. And that's just printing papers, putting That's together my lap boards, prep. like just prepping for like the basic stuff for the party. Mm-hmm. That's not counting the time I spent sitting at my computer inputting anything or, you know, putting my stuff in my tax forms so that I didn't have to do it all in yep. March when I didn't want to do it or, you know, cleaning anything. The time I had to spend cleaning toys because that's something you have to make sure that, yep. you know, I guess maybe not everybody does it, but it was definitely something I <laughs> made yeah, sure absolutely. to want to take them from one house to the next and not clean yeah. them in between. Boiling um, a hot heart massager. Oh God. <laughs> the amount of hot heart massagers that I've, I can't tell you how many I just bought more six packs of because I was so tired of boiling them at the end of the day. I started yeah. just giving them free. Yep. as my free gift at yep. parties like we'd play a game and I would just give them the heart massager as their free gift after I opened it for the demo because I was tired of boiling them <laughs> yep no I did the same thing so I'm like, that, oh. I probably I probably had like maybe three two or three in rotation because uh-huh. and especially on days that I would have I, I needed it because of there were sometimes I would do two parties on Saturdays and yep. so you needed that extra heart massager that's crazy did you have a team yep. Um, I did for a period. Um, I was never big into recruiting. Um, it's crazy to think that like I was in for 12 years and I never really built a team. Yeah. I was always very active within our team, um, within my sponsor's team. I was on leadership. I helped plan retreats. I helped with trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always one of the big numbers people within the team that would help people with anything numbers related, anything kind of analytical type stuff. Um, But for me personally, building a team just was not something that I put a lot of focus into. I just never felt comfortable. So that when I did have a team, it was people that like generally came to me first. Yeah. I never really sought people out. Um, And I just, I don't know, I could never really get myself to be like, you should join, like, you should join my company. It was yeah. always like them expressing interest. And then I would kind of go from there. Um, I think at the most at any one time, I think my team was about nine. Okay. Um, and so my level in the company was considered an associate director. 
Okay. So which would have been like a level four, maybe I think you track, but um, the fourth I rank. Say it was like, yeah, it was around third or fourth rank at the time. Mm -hmm. It's changed. When I first started, we just, it was very basic, like consultant, advanced consultant, senior consultant, senior and consultant. then you went to director and then yeah. up, but then it's changed and they added levels and then they took levels away and then they added more. And <laughs> it's, so it's so weird. The changes these companies make it is. And in my opinion, it is always around money. Oh, a hundred percent. And it has always nothing to do with the reps. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It always had to do with like what you had to hit to hit that rank or how many team members you had to maintain to hit that rank or, and then that reflected what your bonus was for the month on mm -hmm. top of your override if you got one. I, I couldn't keep track of it. I, a lot of times I didn't even pay attention to it. And it was like, if I get a, a bonus on my override, then cool. And if I don't, yeah, okay. Like, I, my focus was on how many parties do I have? And, you know, if I have a crappy party then I need to book one more at the end of the month to make sure make up for it. And yep. so it was just a constant cycle of riding the bike of, I need to have parties, I need to have parties, I need to have parties. And so it was just constant making sure I was booking parties at parties. You know, if I left a party and I didn't book at least two more, then it was, okay, who am I contacting to book a party Yeah, to fill the gap? From the ones that didn't book and so yeah that was that was like my sole focus most of the time i think that i'm gonna say the kiss of death that sounds very dramatic but i'm gonna say the kiss of death for me was when i would have hostesses and all of their friends would book a party and i would try and space out the parties but they would want like specific dates and yeah. it would be all the same people going to uh -huh. all of the parties and maybe there'd be like one or two new people but it was like oh I know I'm not going to book a ton of parties because they're all the same people maybe I would book one party but then that all of those same people are going to go to the same party and then the traveling back and forth and <sighs> oh yeah um there for a while I had did I did a big like craft and vendor show I don't even remember how I got recruited to do it or whatever but it was like two and a half hours away from home for me yeah and they were looking for somebody in pure romance to come do it so I was like okay I'll make the drive I'll go do it and it was it was like a big show so like they generally had like over 5,000 people come through yeah um, each day and it was a two-day thing so I'm like okay, I'll go do it. And I remember leaving that show with three parties, like on the books. Like I didn't wait and call them when I got home. Like I booked them right there. I took my yep. big spinning wheel and let them spin for a prize that they would get at their party. Yep. Um, and I sold like maybe $200 in product, which most people, when they go do the vendor shows and stuff they don't even take product they just focus on bookings that's right but I'm like I'm not driving two and a half hours away from home and not taking product with me to sell like yeah I'm taking some stuff with me to sell most of what I sold was like coochie and between the sheets I think yeah or like the two big things yeah um, but I would I was like I guess pleasantly surprised that I even did that because generally I don't do vendor shows because 
they don't produce anything with not a thing with our company. With our company. Bridal shows are iffy, oh. but like vendor shows, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, and I'm and sorry, but bridal shows are not not worth it. No, and in my opinion, any of these kinds of shows, you know, whether no. it's a, a craft show, and and why do we have MLMs at craft shows? You have people that are making right. their own jewelry and you know just these really cool crafty things because it's a craft fair, and then you have MLM companies that are coming in there. Yeah, because nine times out of ten, the people that run the craft shows sell an MLM. Absolutely. And they're going to make sure they're the only ones in their company. No, this, this company is, oh yeah. I, I did a, when I was with slumber parties, I did a big uh, craft show in New Orleans and I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a jewelry show. It was, I remember it being like a jewelry show, but there was a lot of MLMs there. And so I was actually flown in by the owner of slumber parties and we worked that, that booth for two days. Did I get paid for it? No. Did I get any retail sales from it? No, I was representing the company. I was just, even though I, I, everything was paid for, my time was not paid for. I was right. essentially working for free, being away from my family. And it's funny too, because at the time I was like, oh my God, this is such a great opportunity. Oh yeah. You're working for oh, yeah. free. Oh yeah, you feel like like a celebrity because the company picked you to come represent them yeah. to do something. And then like later you're like. I just worked for free for two just days. For free. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like what other company couldn't call you and be like, Hey, can you come work for two days for free? Yep. And you're like, sure. I'll be there. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's what these MLMs one of the things that they capitalize on is, oh, yeah. and I, I think that's why they pick the MLM model is because instead of paying salespeople, having them on salary or hourly wages as a salesperson in a traditional retail business model, they can have all of these people advertising for them for free and they're making chicken scratch, if anything at all. Oh yeah. It's brilliant. If you are somebody that wants to manipulate other people and make money off of the efforts of other people. Right. You know, maybe five people in the company actually make money at the top and then, and then the owners and the CEOs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the people that answer the phone, if I call and need something, make more money. Oh, I, I did. (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah. They're getting paid for their time. They're getting yeah. paid for every hour that they spend answering those phone yeah. calls from the reps that are, are not making a whole lot of money. And by the way, I'm going to put the, um, I'm going to put the pure, they have an income disclosure, right? I haven't looked. Um, they do. I haven't seen one yet for 2021. Okay. I'm going to put their one, most recent. I haven't looked. That's okay. But... I'm going to put the most recent in the show notes so that you guys that are listening can see exactly what we're talking about. I don't, I don't really feel like we need to spend time talking about that. If you want to see the numbers, you can click on the, the link in the video dis- or in the video in the podcast description so that you guys can look at those numbers. But it's in my opinion, all income disclosure statements are pretty much going to say the same thing. Yeah. And most companies will tell you like, well, the income disclosures or consultants that are still active in the company will try to tell you that income disclosure statements are flawed because you have to take into account that a lot of those people that didn't make anything are people that just bought a kit and then never did anything. 
then then don't recruit the people that are just buying the kit for the discount. And I'm like, just okay, sell them so the product. So you're openly admitting that you're just selling kits. Exactly. A <laughs> discount. But if they're not doing anything or buying anything, then they're not getting a discount on anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pointless. But then you're also admitting that a large percentage of, of people that sign up are not successful and quit without ever selling anything. Yes. So you're just saying the quiet part kind of oxymoroning yourself in the yes. same sentence without realizing it. Absolutely. But I guess if it makes sense in your head, okay. But that's like their yeah. big, well, you're just like, they're flawed because of the, the data that has to be included. But most of those people aren't even actually consultants. They just bought a kit. Yeah. Like, but, but that counts. <laughs> My favorite that argument from MLMers is when they say it's very similar to that, but they're like, Hey, what, you know, some people just buy the, the distributor kit in whatever company, um, because it's a good deal. It's like having a coupon and it's kind mm-hmm. of like, well, but if you know that that person has no intention of building a business of any kind, just sell them the product and keep them as a customer. If you're so worried about this income disclosure statement that comes from your company, maybe stop doing that. Yeah. They used to really put, it got, it got really bad there for a while, um, several years ago where it was almost like you couldn't say it out loud, but it was really being pushed to just sell kits as product. Like if, if you have somebody come in your ordering room and they're going to spend two or $300, just sell them one of the kits mm-hmm. instead, because it's the same amount of money. And then anything that's not in the kit that they want, then they can get it at that big discount anyway. Um, but like as a numbers person, because I'm a numbers person, it never made sense to me because I'm like, why would I sell them a kit that they're not going to do anything with? Mm-hmm. I don't make anything off of a kit. A kit does nothing for me because they took away our, we used to get like a bonus every month per kit we sold. So like each kit was worth so much on our override. They took that away years ago. So unless they sell something or you're like up for the next level, like to go up to the next level of an override or something and you sell and one of the biggest kits that automatically activates somebody. Yeah. You don't get anything out of selling a kit. It does nothing for me financially. Yeah. You get the volume. So why would I... The company the gets volume. the money and the volume. Yeah. That's I, I mean, it goes towards my, it goes towards my team volume and my recruits, but it, they're going to fall off in 60 days. Mm-hmm. So well, like, what, now, what is that doing with, me? With another distributor in the company, it's another 1099 that they get to send somebody as a write-off for their company. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. Everybody, you know, talks about how generous the company is because they give away all these trips and they give away all these prizes and they give away all these things. You know, when we go to trainings and we go to corporate events and they do the helping hands every year at Christmas time where they give, Mm -hmm. they pick like 10 to 15 people to give um, either money or, trips and things too. Um, and they pick consultants that are like struggling or having family issues or different things like that. Um, 
and so like it's it's a good idea behind why they're doing it and like how they're deciding who they pick to give the money to but what people fail to realize is like they're doing it because that's a huge tax write-off for them that's right the more stuff they give away the less they have to claim as income yeah it's Same kind reason of they like give a, free product at product launches yeah it's kind of like a, a philanthropist and that people have known for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden, all of this really horrible stuff comes out, you know, like uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Mm -hmm. they were huge. They were huge. And she was huge in philanthropy along with what's his face, her sidekick. I can't think of her. She was the sidekick really. I can't think of his name. Why can I not think of his name? Why can't I? I can't. <laughs> she you just guys know who we're talking about. Yeah, she just got twenty years. Why can't I think of it? She name? did just get twenty years, which yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I don't know why I could not remember his name, but they were huge into philanthropy. Mm-hmm. But then later, it was all of this stuff came out, and they basically had this this sex ring, you know, and they were they were pedophiles you know, and I'm, I'm sure everybody listening is probably very aware of that. Um, but this is, this is a similar thing. I'm not saying that anybody in pure romance is pedophiles or anything like that, but it's the, on the surface level, we have, look at the good that we're doing. Look at all of this stuff. Look at these people that we're helping with, but under that surface, it's an MLM company. And based on their own income disclosure statement, most people are not making money. It's a way, it's, in my opinion, to hide what they really are. Right. And I mean, a lot of people, I think Walt Disney is kind of another one of those that people, yeah. you know, Walt Disney has always been very praised and Disney has always been this, just this huge mm-hmm. icon thing. And then little bits here and there started to come out about like Walt Disney himself and who yeah. he really was as a person. And it's like, oh, well, that kind of taints and flaws things a little bit. Yeah. And so it's like two sides of the coin kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with MLMs, it's definitely like, oh yeah, they're so generous and they, mm-hmm. you know, they give us these free trips, which there is no such thing as a free trip in an MLM. So let's just, <laughs> just Stay make sure that's known. In the back. <laughs> I know that everybody has said that a hundred thousand times, but let me just reiterate it in case you haven't heard it the first 10,000, there is no such thing as a free trip. Mm-hmm. and an MLM you will pay for something yep. and it will not be something cheap so and typically that's going to show up on your 1099 you're going to pay the tax it, on it and you will get charged on your 1099 for the free money that you were not given but that was spent on you yep for said free trip yeah so I know that always that. makes people really upset that are in an MLM when that is mentioned because they're like, no, my company wouldn't do that. I'm like, okay, ask them for an itemized 1099. They have to give it to you. If you request it, they have to give it to you. And it's not hard to look at your numbers Yeah, and look at your 1099 and go. That's right. And then look at the printout of what you got for your trip and like the numbers kind of add. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you get taxed on on that amount. Um, yeah. If you get a 1099, I still never did get mine for 2021. 
Really? Wow. I finally just filed my taxes last week because I had to email corporate. I can't tell you how many times to get a picture snapshot of my end of the year report so that I could file my taxes. That's crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about front loading because (laughs) I know based off of my experience with this company, front loading absolutely does happen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So with Pure romance. <laughs> we are trained specifically. And so for anybody that's familiar with pure romance and knows Chris at all, or has heard of Chris or heard people talk about Chris, Chris is a business and a numbers person. Okay. So if you go to a training and you spend any amount of time in a classroom with that man, you are going to talk numbers. Okay. You're going to talk business. You're going to talk numbers. He's going to beat numbers into your head until you repeat them in your sleep. Um, and I used to, honestly, it took me a really long time to believe that the company could, could be, you know, scammy at all, because it's like, how Chris literally teaches us how to save for retirement. Chris is literally telling us exactly what we need to do to not be broke when we're old. And then you look at all of the things and you're like, Oh, (laughs) just kidding. Um, but from day one, you're literally taught like basically the pyramid, <laughs> ironically, of he says that how you should please tell be. me he says the pyramid. It's well, it's it's a triangle on the board. But <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face right now. <laughs> it's literally like a, a triangle diagram on the it's board. It's giving office of, the office vibes. It's giving how, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Of how you should be splitting your profits to your savings, you know, and then he goes off into his, his tangent of saving for retirement. And that's how he gets all the husbands really broke in when they go to trainings, you know, it's really like, how can you support your wife and how can you really, you know, do these things and really get them ingrained in the company too. And I mean, there's a whole men of pure romance Facebook group where all of the husbands are in a group and all keep in touch and are just like, I mean, my husband's in the group as far as I know, still in the group. Um, like it's, it's a whole thing. Like he's friends with several of the husbands from our team specifically. Um, so like, I mean, it's not just the women in pure romance, like it's, there's the men's culture in it too. Um, and like the men have their own specific classes to go to when we go to national training, which is the only training that men are invited to. That's one of like the big events. Sometimes our little market trainings men are invited to. And so but yeah, I mean, it's, that's where the men kind of get roped in is the numbers. Um, Which is the whole point of them having their own things. If the husband is behind their spouse, they're going to stay long. It's that much harder for us to leave. Yep. Yes. So, um, so we have, you know, this is how much you should be putting towards savings. Okay. And then this is how much you should be putting back into your business. Right. This, this Mm -hmm. is what you should be spending on front loading. Yep basically. And then this is what you should be keeping for profit or paying yourself. And, you know, we've always gone by the motto, pay yourself first, mm-hmm. you should always pay yourself first. But let's be honest, who yeah. pays themselves first when they know that they should be carrying at least one and a half to two times their average monthly sales yep. in product at all times. Plus we get new products three to four times a year. 
And then we have limited edition flavors or scents or products that come out a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. Or then you have sales that happen sporadically where you don't want to miss out on product that's 60% off. Mm -hmm. You've got to stock up on stuff then. Or I was told, I guess, just a couple weeks ago, they did a big warehouse sale and everything was like 80% off online for the consultants. Like they could go in their back office and pay. It was like an extra 40% off whatever their buying discount was. So they were getting stuff for like $4 a piece. Making room for the new products for probably- Well, because everything's getting relabeled and repackaged and all of that. Um, They reformulated some stuff, of course, because that happens a lot too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so like just from day one, when you buy your kit, you're automatically given a coupon. It's not really a coupon, but it's a coupon. Um, for what they call the IAP, which is the Inventory Advantage Program. Oh my God, I'm so glad we're um, talking about this. <laughs> so the Inventory Advantage Program is a program that corporate offers. And it's basically where they give you $1,000 worth of product as inventory. So you buy your kit. Your kit is your product that you can demo at your parties, right? Mm-hmm. That's the product you use for your presentation. Um, And let me be clear, when I use the words demo and presentation, I use them interchangeably. Mm -hmm. By no way do I mean demonstrate the products. I mean, like, talk about and show them to people. Pass it around. I am not demonstrating how anything works personally. Absolutely. Make that very clear. No, I'm glad that you, I'm I'm glad that you. Some people seem to be confused on that sometimes. Yes. (laughs) I know it has happened in the past where consultants have like allowed people to use enhancement creams with Q-tips in the bathroom and things like that. And so just, just to be very clear, (laughs) none of, none of that happening here. Um, But so your kit is essentially your presentation kit and then your IAP is now your stock. It's your, it's your product that you can sell to your clients because people are more likely to buy what they can take home with them that night because women are impulse shoppers, mm-hmm. right? And our, our clients and our shoppers are women. Yeah. So we want to feed that impulse shopping habit by carrying product with us so that they'll buy more from us. That's right. So we get the IAP, corporate gives it to us. When we purchase the IAP, we only pay tax and shipping for that thousand dollars in product. And then we pay corporate $200 a month for five months to pay back the cost of the product or so bad $100 a month for five months because you pay for 50% of the product or whatever like they give it to you at a 50% discount yeah um, they probably spend money on it oh yeah like most consultants come in at between a 30 and a 40% buying discount Mm -hmm. so they're getting that 50% discount just on that first thousand dollars of product so it's they're making more money in their pocket right away um which you know is how they incentivize it you already have the product to give to clients so you're sh- saving on shipping that's another incentive on it mm-hmm. um 
it automatically activates you so you don't have to place an order for the first 60 days plus your sponsor it gets the credit because you're an automatic activation they get some sort of a kickback from these yeah so for us as a sponsor unless our recruits activate they don't count for anything like they don't count towards our numbers they don't count towards our overrides they don't count towards our levels like if if we don't recruit and activate um one person every month if you're at a certain level or above sometimes Mm -hmm. it's two every month depending on your level then you lose your rank um if you don't recruit and activate somebody you know you don't get certain part of your override or your override bonus Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of things are hinged on that you have to recruit and activate somebody every month and so it's not just about getting somebody to buy a kit but it's really pushed on getting somebody to activate once they buy that kit like that's the big push um and pure romance is one of those companies where in order for you to move up the ranks you have to recruit just like the majority of mlm companies that are out there you have to recruit in order to rank advanced at some senior senior consultant that's one team member well now it's three because okay you um well unless they've changed it again they could they now went to where consultant means you just bought a kit and then once you activate your advanced consultant so basically neither of them mean anything yeah um and the company is not missing out on anything because they're getting the sales and the volume from those people that are buying kits. Right. And then the next level was, I believe, senior consultant and you had to have three and then associate director, you had to have six. That's wild. And then, yeah, it, and then it, at one time there was a level where you only had to have one and then it was three and then that changed. Then it was three and five. Like it has bounced all over the place in 12 years. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't even keep up with it. I could pull out all of my annual, uh, pamphlets that tell us of our yearly incentive guides and how all the breakdown is going to work, but we'd be here for six hours to understand (laughs) all of it because I'm a numbers person and I'm, times out of 10 I'm like wait what yeah yeah okay whatever I guess they'll pay me what they pay quick me, question it's not even worth my stress because we actually we we I, I wanted to ask you this when we were talking about front loading but yeah. how much stock did you carry into your parties my average stock was about seventy five hundred dollars yeah and that's what lo- and that's low like that's low for most consultants yeah um and that's that's kind of what I was getting at is like as far as selling the IEP is like that front loading mentality starts from day immediately. One. Like we're pushing that you want the IEP. So you have the product on hand. When you sell something, you replace it. You don't just keep the profit yeah. in your pocket. So even though you're making that money back, hopefully pretty quickly, if you're booking parties, if you're lucky enough to be booking parties and selling that product quickly before you have to start making payments on it. Yeah. Um, you aren't really making a whole lot on it because you're turning around and putting most of the profit in replacing it. Like, yeah. You know, you're replacing that product and you're not going to get it 
as cheap the second time because you're not at a 50% buying discount. Yeah. Um, so you're, which they do have daily sales frequently. I mean, daily. Yeah. Online. So <laughs> corporate offers a daily sale. I would say, wow. Almost every day with sporadic days off and then there's some times of the year where they'll go two or three days without one and then there's other times where they'll literally just have one every single day daily sales might range from like an extra five percent off your retail sales um so like whatever's in your cart if you're at a 40 percent buying discount you get your 40 percent off and then once your 40 percent is taken off whatever's left then they'll take an extra five percent off that um or you might get like a buy up a level sale. So if you're at a 35% discount, you buy it 40% that day. Um, Holy sometimes front loading. Yeah. Sometimes it's buy, you know, this much and get this many free items of a specific item that they're, that they have like overstock of. Sometimes it's um, the big one that everybody waited for. It happened at least once a month sometimes twice, but usually at least once a month was the 60% like buy up level by a 60% and half price shipping mm-hmm. because anybody who knows anything about pure romance knows we got bootied in the shipping department uh, and was... it would have been nice if the booty ease was at least free Facts. because <laughs> because when we came over from slumber parties to pure romance, the shipping was outrageous. Oh my lord. I couldn't believe it. Um, on average in 2021, uh, 2020 and 2021, I was looking back at it. My average order, I paid $87 for shipping. God, that's insane. And how, what was your, what was your average party? Would you say? Mm, my, my most recent average was around 800. Okay. So you're paying $87. It's over, it's over 10% of your party sales, which yeah. come, some of that's coming out of your profit. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Because we only collect from our clients, a set shipping rate. Um, right now within, unless the company has changed it since January, the most recently it was $8 is what we collected per client order. Um, and it's still not enough. For the longest time, it was $7, mm-hmm. um, but, and you'd be amazed the people that complain about it. I don't blame them. It seems like a really large amount to pay for shipping. Yeah. Um, and especially when you have stock and they're going home with the stock, they don't understand the fact that you've paid, you've already paid the shipping, <clears throat> excuse me, for you to have it there. I think that was, I used to answer that question in the, sh- in the ordering room all the time. I'd be Every like, time. I pay the shipping to have it here for you to be able to go home with. I've, I've fronted that cost yep. and they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I, to explain to people constantly that I prepaid your shipping for you basically Yes. by having the product here. Yes. And if I didn't have the product here, you'd have to order the product online and the shipping online starts at $9 and then it goes up a dollar for every item that you add. So like that got them to somewhat understand, but, um, luckily for me, before we moved to the house we're in now, our old house, I made really good friends with our UPS driver because we lived there for nine years. And so 
he would text me if he wasn't going to make it. We lived in a little bitty town Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Like we had gravel roads, maybe a hundred houses all together. Um, And so he would text me if he wasn't going to make it to our town before like six o'clock. And it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because he knew like you could probably have a party. Yeah. And so he'd be like, hey, I'm probably not going to make it there before like 5.30. Do you have a party tonight? And God, that's amazing. And I'd be like, oh my God, yes. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be in Bedford for the next hour. I'll be here, here, here. If you want to come find me, I'll get it off the truck for you. And so like, I would just go track him down the next town over and (laughs) get myself off the truck. So I'd have it for my party. But it's like, not everybody had that luxury of doing that, but he, we talked about it one time and he's like, yeah, these boxes don't cost anywhere near what they charge you for shipping the ship. And I'm like, oh, I know they're, they're offloading a lot of the costs on the overseas shipment that they pay to have the product and the packaging and all of that yeah. brought to them off onto us when they ship it to us. Yeah. Cause the company doesn't want to lose that money. Mm-mm. Yikes. Question no. about the, what, what did you call it? The IEP, the inventory IAP, yeah, IAP. inventory advantage program. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, when the reps make the $200 payments, is there interest on those pay- payments? No. Well, I guess surprisingly that's plus I know I was fully yeah. expecting there to be some sort of an interest. Yeah, yeah. no, surprisingly there's not. Um, there's a couple different of the IAPs that they do. So they have the one that's available to brand new consultants and then sporadically throughout the year, they'll come out with some that are available to consultants that have hit like a certain number of sales so far in the year. So like if you've hit a thousand dollars in sales for the year, you'll be eligible for the IAP when it comes available for the year. Um, And sometimes that one will be like a little bit bigger of a kit than what the original starter Mm -hmm. IAP is. And then for a while, they haven't done it in a really long time. It's been a couple of years, I would say probably before COVID. Um, But we used to have the PYOP, which is pick your own plan. And that was where they would literally just put $1,000 on your back office and you could buy whatever you wanted product with that thousand dollars which for me at my bang discount and because I'm a numbers person I would wait for the best sale to use it but I would usually be able to get anywhere from two thousand to twenty four hundred dollars worth of product out of that thousand dollars not counting shipping and tax but you still I mean you still pay it back in payments obviously and no there was never any interest charged on it um, but like if you default on a payment or you go inactive and don't make your payments, like yeah. they can send it to collections. It's a loan essentially. Things. It's a loan. Yep. It's a loan. Yeah. Um, and I know they do the same thing. I don't think it's offered to everybody, but I know there's a select few that were offered the same kind of plan with the new, um, party vans or buses. Cause oh my God. bought a fleet of them. So rather than customers having to go out or clients have, oh my goodness, consultants having to go out and find their own like party vans kind of thing Mm -hmm. to have them customized to make them their own party buses, corporate bought a huge fleet of them and had them like pre-made up and then they could like pick between like three or four different like wrap designs and then consultants could just 
take buy it through pure that. romance. I wish y'all could see my face right now. I... <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. You'd be amazed how many people jumped right on that. Oh, I'm sure. Driving around seventy-four thousand dollar. Oh no! Oh my custom. god! Custom. That makes me sick to my stomach to think about Bands. this. Oh my god! That's so wild. Yeah, I mean, between the cost of the van and then you figure if you're going to drive that thing around, I bet a lot of those people have thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of stock. Yeah. I mean, you're talking $100,000. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing parties, specifically with slumber parties, I was carrying probably 13K into parties. I mean, I had four of the big, like rolling duffel bags. That's yep. what I carried into into parties. It, it's yep, just, use... and I had a toolbox for my demo. The rolling yep. toolboxes, you remember those? I know you do. <laughs> oh yeah, rolling toolboxes and a gun case for the toys. Yeah, a gun case. I had that too. Good God, yep. yeah. been there, done that. So, I got, I got to where I stopped carrying a lot of my stock in during parties, and I would just carry in certain stuff, um, yeah. and then I would go out to my car and fill orders. Every three or four orders, I would go out and grab other stuff that I didn't have inside, yeah. just because. It's it, a lot of it work got to be too much. Like yeah. my poor body, I'm not even that old. And I'm just like, I cannot do this. Yeah. Or I you go to an apartment building. Yeah. Same. I don't even, I, I it's, it's just crazy. Some of the stuff that we, that I know we both did. Oh it's, yeah. It's, I've carried all of my stuff up three flights of stairs to an apartment for like a three person party that lasted 40 minutes. And girl, I felt that pain. Like, <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. awful. So, well, but let's I mean, it happens to all of us. Yeah, it really, it really, it really does. Let's, yeah. um, let's talk about how you started to feel. Um, what was it that had you start questioning if you were supposed to be in the company or wanting to get out that kind of thing. But I, I, I really would love to hear about, um, what made you think after 12 years, Hey, I think I'm done with this. Yeah. So I will say that I feel like at least for probably the last five years, I wouldn't say that like I was super drinking the Kool-Aid, I guess you could say. Um, I did for a really long time and I was still very much ingrained with the company the company was still very much ingrained in my life. Um, I was still very much involved with our team. Like I said, I was one of the leaders on our leadership team. I was one of the people that helped um, set up retreats. I helped with all of our holiday parties. Um, I went to every national and corporate training that I could if, if I didn't get to one, it was because it was too far away or like I was dying on my couch. Um, like I just, I was involved in all of the things all of the time. Um, but I think in the back of my head, I always kind of knew that like all of these kinds of sales are kind of spammy, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's kind of spammy, but like I can 
go to a party and make $400 in a few hours of work. And like, I can't do that at a regular job. So as much as it's kind of spammy, like it's quick, easy money. You know what I mean? And so then until I started really looking at the numbers and looking at everything and I'm just like, yeah. And so for me, the biggest turning point was during COVID, um, the choices in some of the products that they started coming out with, um, and some of the direction the company started going, I was like, wait, we're doing what? Like, what is happening? And then when they decided to completely rebrand everything, which is not the first time since I've been in, cause I've been in for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've rebranded at least four times that I remember Yikes. prior to this, I want to say. Um, and by rebranding, I mean like, I was just going to ask, can you explain what you mean by rebranding? Right. So re by rebranding, I mean like changing the colors, um, changing our colors, changing the packaging look, changing names, um, names of certain products, changing, uh, how certain toys look or what the categories of toys might be, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the entire overall look of the aesthetic of everything. So we're going to repackage and rebrand the entire catalog. Everything is going to have a brand new look. We're going to keep 95% of all the same products. Some of them might get new names or new formulations, but for the most part, it's going to be the same, but everything's going to look new and fresh and different. Yeah. And of course, then it's, well, then you need to buy a whole new demonstration. And now you need to buy all new product to sell because everybody's going to want the new packaging. They're not going to want the old packaging. And so everybody like, it's fine. You can just sell the old packaging in your flash sale, which don't even get me started on those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, (sighs) those are, those are a front loading, just genius marketing right there. Um, isn't it exhausting (laughs) to think about this, to think about all the stuff that we used to do? Oh my God. It's exhausting. If you could see me on a flash sale week, just, I didn't even, I'm pretty sure I probably didn't even look human. My husband would like sneak in the door with a hamburger and be like, I just didn't want you to die. Yeah. I just wanted <laughs> here, to make sure something. you were eating something. <laughs> like, yeah, here, eat something. God, it's die. nuts when um, I think back at some of the stuff that I did and the time that I spent in, in multiple companies. Yeah, it's insane. It really is. Um, all for that. I, I don't even know for the, for the money, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then the choice to rebrand, I'm just like, seriously, like we're doing this again. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not buying new stuff just because you want to change colors like I will still demo my old stuff yeah I am still going to sell the old stuff like when it runs out I'll buy new whatever but like this is ridiculous yeah then came a lot of comments in some of the groups I'm in Um, a couple of them are specifically training groups one is a group that's for like um, associate directors and above that are allowed to like post certain trainings 
in some of the bigger training groups. Mm. Um, and another one is an actual like training group that is used, um, was used during COVID because we couldn't have trainings like corporate trainings. So they did all of the training virtually through a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So those two groups, I saw several comments happening, but the comments would get deleted rather than answered. Um, and oh. so then I'm in a couple other groups that are like a graphics group or whatever. And so the same questions were kind of getting answered in there, but they weren't getting deleted quite as quickly or shut down quite as quickly. Yeah. And so rather than commenting on them, because I didn't want to, you know, be part of the issue, I would just reach out to some of those people privately and be like, okay, can you explain to me what's going, like, what is the issue? What is going on? Because I'm not aware of any of this. Like, I, I think I'm kind of in a bubble here and I missed something. Like, can you explain to me what the frustration is? Um, and so basically around like the packaging and some of the products, a lot of women felt like there was no inclusivity in the products, especially for women that were of color um, or that weren't white specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a lot of, like they brought out two new face care brands. That was two of the things that they brought out. And I'm like, why are we doing face care? Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to sell face care, I would sell Mary Kay. Yeah. Or another MLM company or that like, carries skincare. Like, I, I sell. It's so weird. Sexual health products. And my goal is to teach women about their bodies and to give them the confidence and basically the permission yeah. to have a healthy sex life because they're allowed to. Um, that was my personal mission with the company. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, why are we selling skincare? Like, this is, I, I don't understand this. And then it was testosterone supplements and metabolism, metabolism boosters supplements. And I'm like, why are we, what does this have to, why are we doing this? Like, do I understand how metabolism and testosterone relate to sex? Yes, I do we are not doctors and we should not be coaching women to take any of these things without talking to a doctor first. Right. This is not just something you decide to just try because it might help you. Yeah. That's not how this works. So like the whole thing, just, I did not feel good about, but then I started hearing a lot of women of color complaining about like none of these new products that they're bringing out for skincare and stuff are compatible with colored skin. Like they're not, compatible for black women. They're not compatible for Hispanic women. They're not compatible for women of different ethnicities. They're formulated for white women Mm. and black women already feel, you know, unseen within the company as it is. And I felt so bad because I hadn't even realized it Yeah, because there had been a large presence of black women within the company and we have our Puerto Rican women in the company. And it's like, I felt like, I felt like they'd all been very open and like, you know, they have been on boards and, you know, they've, everything has been kind of really inclusive. And now I'm finding out that they don't feel like they've been included. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so bad. And they said that, you know, they had taken it to the board 
um, some of the girls from Puerto Rico had taken it to the board. Some of um, the black girls had taken it to the board and like, you know, who was behind the design of the packaging because they felt like a lot of it was, I, I can't remember what it was about the packaging, but there was something about the packaging that they felt like they were wasn't something it wasn't something that they felt like they would be able to sell to their clients. Like it was something that would be attractive to the, the eye of certain demographics, but it would not be attractive to the demographic demographics of black women yeah. specifically. And so they felt like it was going to hinder their ability to sell the products because that was not going to be packaging that was going to be helpful for them. Um, and so they wanted to know like who was behind the designs for this like was were there any people on the you know the design committee that designed these that weren't white like were there any mm -hmm. black people on the board were there any black people on the board that designed the skincare were there any people on the board that were hispanic or puerto rican or you know and they're just like they either wouldn't tell us or they just said no and left it at that whatever and so i'm like wow like that's so yeah we're being quote unquote inclusive by putting more people of diversity on like our catalogs mm -hmm. and then pictures on our website but like are we really if we're not even including them in what the products are that we're selling yeah so like already I'm kind of feeling iffy about the new products and then I hear about all of this happening and corporate isn't really giving them any answers and then their questions are getting deleted in the training groups and not even addressed or answered and I'm like yeah I, I don't really like that like that yeah. information hole information yeah pull straight out of the bite model right I mean and yeah I mean you can see it coming but it's like that doesn't sit well with me and then when they came out with the catalog that told us what all was going to be launching next and it was all health and wellness products mm -hmm. like the pure 21 is that the what pure is that 21 what? oh my yeah. god and i was just like i looked at my husband and i said well i'm done i'm done <laughs> i don't blame you one bit i said i refuse to sell this yeah. like this is ridiculous every mlm has the same thing yeah i can go for find 15 different mlms that sell a whey protein and yep. a metabolism booster and a fat fighter mm -hmm. and like give me a break and 200 dollars yeah. for a 30-day supply absolutely not no <laughs> you can find no. a whey protein that's my I mean, husband I takes take whey protein Huh? My husband takes whey, whey protein. Same. Like on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. I have two protein shakes a day because that's what's in alignment with my goals. And uh, right. it definitely is not costing me whatever portion of that $200, the shake with them. Right. Oh my God. It's crazy. Well, and they tried to make it, they tried to really market it that it's, Sorry if you can hear my dog whining in the background. You're fine. They tried to really market it as it's not about losing weight. It's about it's about having a healthy relationship with your body. 
Well, that's how they're trying to spin it so that it makes sense with the, pro the current product line. And I said, okay, okay. Oh my God. But like if, if you're eating based on the healthy eating plan that you guys have designed yeah. and you're working out based on the workout plan that you've designed and you're right. doing the pure 21, right. you're going to be losing weight. Right. or you should be, I would assume. Yeah. I think it's, I think so, this is all just them trying to capitalize and expand their company in a way that oh, yeah. it keeps people in pure romance instead of going oh, yeah. to health and wellness companies or skincare. Like, we got it all right here. You don't need to go anywhere. Well, and that's, they literally changed their mission basically to that is we are the number one women's health and wellness, how did they word it? It's like the number one overall body health and wellness company or something like that. From According like head to, to toe. Who? <laughs> right. Them? Like from, so now basically your mind, your body and your soul can all be in alignment. And oh when God. your mind, body and soul are all in alignment, then it makes your sex life that much better. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, you're not wrong that your brain is your number one sex organ. Like we all, we all know this yeah. Yeah. should all know this. If you're selling pure romance, don't get me started on the incorrect <laughs> education and facts that are yeah. talked about. Cause they're <laughs> plentiful. Um, I feel your pain, <laughs> but yes, your brain is your number one sex organ. And if your your energy is not, healthy obviously you're going to struggle with sex and if your body itself isn't healthy and you're struggling with yeah. health issues you're going to struggle with sex like those things all make sense but mm -hmm. who are you as an MLM company to decide what is healthy for someone and how does washing your face using some CBD some essential oils yeah taking some supplements and using a vibrator <laughs> equate health and healthy sex. Like, yeah. All cash grabs in my opinion, complete right. cash like, grabs. You yeah. took one concept and tried to like squish it into a formula to make the most money out of it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work that mm -hmm. way. Like yeah. do people even know what testosterone supplements are for? Yeah. Because I heard a lot of people talking about, oh, my husband can't wait to try them. And I'm like, but does hey, he need like, them? Has he seen he a doctor? Them? Because like, if he doesn't need them, he shouldn't be taking them. Exactly right. But like, yeah, you might need them because generally testosterone supplements are for women post hysterectomy or mm -hmm. after several years of being on birth control after their hormones are all out of whack. Mm-hmm. And by the way, anybody that is listening, please do not take an MLM product trying to solve some sort of a medical issue. Please oh God, no. go seek medical advice from a trained, licensed yes. professional. You're, Always. The MLM reps Always. are just trying to sell a product. And I know that I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but. Always. <sighs> like the if I can tell you anything, one thing, like 
pure romance consultants are not required in any way, shape, or form to learn anything mm -hmm. about proper sexual anatomy, proper sexual health, proper sexual terms. There is no requirement for education. They just a repeat lot of what they learn at the trainings. Education. Yeah. A lot of them claim to be educators or advocates or whatever. Mm -hmm. A lot of them claim to have a ton of knowledge. Um, it was always very frustrating for me because I do have a ton of knowledge. Um, I have gone above and beyond to educate myself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's very frustrating when it's like, I felt like I couldn't even say that because it's like yeah. everybody is saying that. So it's kind of pointless. Um, but there is no requirement. Like you can, when you're a consultant, you can go on the back office and there's a trainings tab and there's like a sexual health tab that you can go to. And it's like nine categories you can click through to learn from um, with some videos and some education on there. Yeah. Um, if they, if they go to trainings, there's usually a handful of sexual health classes if they choose to go to them, because mm -hmm. generally there's four or five classes to choose from all at the same time. Yeah. Can't tell you how many people I've heard say, well, why would I go to that class? I'm going to go to this class because they're going to teach me how to sell more product. Like they're going to teach me how to recruit. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's where the money um, is. You do that. Uh, yep. So there is yeah. zero requirement in the company of any kind to have any knowledge. I mean, we've had consultants accidentally tell people Coochie was edible. Oh we my God. Had, yeah. Um, I sat in a class in a training, a corporate training and had a corporate trainer consultant doing a demo for the training um, and was talking about how you can insert the Benoit balls. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what Benoit balls are, they're the really smaller metal weighted balls um, that you can insert vaginally for Kegel strength and Kegel exercises. They've been all the rage since 50 shades of gray, yeah. because, you know, they talk yeah. about how he like inserts them and then spanks her. Okay. She was talking about how you can insert them first and then have sex with a, um, partner with a penis or with like a strap on while they're still in so mm -hmm. that you can feel the movement. Yeah. That's a really good way to get a Benoit ball lodged in your vaginal tissue or to bruise or rupture your cervix or, mm -hmm. you know, any other form of medical like mishap damage. <laughs> like this is a, corporate trainer up here oh. telling people to do this and I'm just sitting here going is like is please like is somebody gonna say something like is this really freaking happening right now wow and so I had to make it a point at our next team meeting to be like please don't do that please don't do this wow like I even confirmed with with my local OBGYN just to make sure I wasn't giving wrong information yeah like I wasn't overreacting for nothing but I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm right here no you can't have sex with them and like they can get embedded in your tissue yikes but no no you can't do that <laughs> I was just oh. so mortified that like this is something that's being trained at a party and I'm like or at a training and I'm like yeah 
it's no wonder that nobody knows what they're talking about because one, there's no requirement for it. You know, the company likes to talk about how their consultants are the number one trained sex educators, this and sex educators that. And I'm like, no, they're not. Mm, Yeah, no. They're not (laughs) even given anything related to sexual health education in their kit. It doesn't, you have to go online to find it. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, this was a phenomenal conversation. I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I think that um, this is this conversation is going to help a lot of people, and that gets me really excited. So, I'm glad that you got out. I'm glad that you're sharing your story. Um, and where are you comfortable having people follow you on Instagram? Can I put your handle in the show notes and stuff? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean we all know that pure romance is one of those companies that uh likes to be the shark so it is what it is but <laughs> listen i've already been sued by them once so whatever <laughs> i guess if if that's what it comes down to then that's what it comes down to but they're not going to get much so yeah yeah it is what it is um, uh, and this entire podcast was based off of your experience and what we presented is in yeah, our opinion so- and it, you know, we're not right, presenting yeah. it as fact. We're just sharing an experience. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Trust me. I mean, there's, there's a lot more tea I could. <laughs> Maybe another time. <laughs> Maybe I another could, get into, but I'd, I'd rather not uh, <laughs> yeah. call on too many lawsuits if I don't have to. So. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You guys that are listening, thank you for listening. Make sure that you go and follow Brittany on Instagram. And again, her Instagram is going to be in the show notes and um, just appreciate you guys listening, being here. And Brittany, thank you so much. Uh, This was awesome. And I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Everybody have a great day and I will talk with y'all later. Bye everybody.